This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So as a Blue Jackets fan, I, I just don't feel anything anymore. Um, disappointment. But I'm not really disappointed because I, I, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've expected anything. Uh, that's just where we are. I just, I just, I'm just this season. I, I just, I, the emotional part of me is gone from this season. So you ask yourself, how do you get those emotions back? How do you still feel excited about sports? I'll tell you how you play DraftKings. You get on there, you pick your team, you have a, a salary cap. You stay under all sorts of different levels to play in. You can win some money. You can just have some fun. Good for you, whichever way you want to do it. No better way to test your knowledge of the sport. There's millions of dollars at stake throughout the rest of the season. Uh, DraftKings got lots of sports out there. Like, you know, they got fantasy golf even. Uh, they've got baseball coming up because baseball season started here. Millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. No better place to have a skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code THPN to get a free shot at share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN. With your first deposit, they're only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And of any week, I need the beer of the week. This week, we've got Two Roads Brewing Company. The Accelerator. That looks awesome. Brewed to satisfy all mankind. The Accelerator. It's 7.2% alcohol by volume. We've assembled Accelerator with a megaton of toasted German and North American barley for a balanced brew, spanning the galactic spectrum of toasty, dark, and lightly spicy malt oat notes. A bionic Bach that warms even in the furthest reaches of space. Accelerator delivers a soft mouthfeel, floral hop aromas, and stunning deep copper color. Let's see what we got here, folks. It is a nice color. Yes, very nice. A very nice looking beer. Oh no. Ooh, yeah, you get that little that floral aroma. Ooh, that's nice. Mm. Mm, that's very good. Heartier than what I've been having these last couple of weeks. Very good. Let me see what we got here. Mmm, very good. A little thicker. Get that nuttiness there. Near the top of the near the top of the mouth there, where you feel that nuttiness. Get the. Uh, it's all about nice mouthfeel. Yeah, you, there's certain beers that have that that feeling. Uh, they feel a little thicker, and then the aftertaste of of uh, yeah, kind of a sweet aftertaste to it. Very nice, very nice beer. Highly recommend Accelerator by Two Roads Brewing Company. Highly recommend it. All right. Where are we at, folks, in the season? So, the Blue Jackets lose two straight to Dallas, to Detroit in regulation. Golly. All right. 
the Blue Jacks now have a win percent points percentage of 472. They're behind both Chicago and Nashville. We're playing right now. Nashville's up two nothing. Nashville is ahead both in points and points percentage. They're at five hundred. Their points are at thirty five. Columbus is at thirty four. Chicago's at thirty seven. It it's bad. Um, I mean, Nashville wins tonight. They beat Chicago. They take that fourth spot, and then Chicago goes to fifth. Columbus is in sixth. If you go by points percentage, Columbus has now dropped to seventh in the division behind Dallas. Who's at a 44 points percentage? Here's the thing about this weekend against Detroit. So we talked about it kind of on last week's show after the the Carolina games. There was one more Carolina game after that, and it was the one they played the worst in. Um, I, I I talked on last week's show. And the thing is, after that four game set against Carolina, where the Blue Jacks took five of eight points, I think people start, I think some people started feeling a lot better about the team. But the more I looked at the numbers behind it, and the more I kind of went back and watched parts of the games, we shouldn't have. Um, I mean, there was a few overtime games in there, but at no point. Strangely, their best game was the four-three overtime loss, or the four-three loss uh, to the Hurricanes in overtime. Um, but in out of the four games against the Hurricanes, in one game did they carry the puck more? In one game did they hire, have an ex- a higher expected goals for percentage? So, whereas they took five out of eight points, which is better than I expected them to do against Carolina. Some of it was just getting away with things. And, and I say that in hockey, and it's it's the kind of thing that with the crowd that is, oh, well, the, fi- the, only, the final score is the only thing that matters. I mean, you're not wrong because obviously winning the games is what gets you into the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, winning games is what gets you through the playoffs. But something I'm very familiar, something I love, if anybody's ever seen it, the movie Moneyball. Love the movie Moneyball. In the movie Moneyball, he's walking these guys through what's going on. And in Moneyball, one of the consistent things is um, that that baseball undervalues walks. Everybody wants to get hits, but a walk gets you on base the same as a as a you know a, a, a first base hit. So what do you care? I mean, if you get there by a walk or a hit, what do you care? The on base percentage is what matters. And so he starts talking to guys about how you know how, you know take as many pitches as you can. You get a higher chance of walks. We get through their starters faster. And the phrase he uses to him, he goes, it's a process. It's a process. And that when you talk about your sports teams and your hockey, all your sports teams, and I think hockey fits this as well, you want to look at the process. You want to look at how things happen. So if you're a team, it's a team where you're consistently getting outshot. And on top of consistently getting outshot, when those shots happen, the other team is getting more dangerous scoring opportunities. And you are reliant on your goaltender being great. And you're reliant on a few players just having the right shot that night. Um, and that, you know, even though they've created more opportunities for scores, you've just happened to get more. If that's what you're relying on, that's a bad process. It, it, it's the same as, 
I mean, anything else in life, if you're in sales, it's the same thing of you don't develop the right strategies. You don't, you know, you, you just kind of get lucky with stuff. I mean, we all know that, that, that thing, people who don't do things the right way, but they get lucky. They don't have the right process. And what happens when they keep relying on luck, it falls apart. This year, the Blue Jackets have essentially been relying on luck. Now, I'm not saying the players aren't trying, but what I'm saying is when you look back at their games, they consistently are outshot by the other team. The other team consistently gets more dangerous scoring opportunities than the Blue Jackets do. So when the Blue Jackets do win a game, there's times where they haven't actually... Again, I I hate using the phrase that it's like an earned victory because anytime you play, you go out there, you're the one who did the shots, your goalie's the one that made the saves, you earned it. But you get my point there. The idea being that you just somehow pulled it off out of just being lucky. Um, and that's, that's what they've been doing. That's what they did against Carolina. Uh, the, the wins against Carolina, uh, those first two games, Corsi four in the first game, 47.7% expected goals for 44%. Second game, Corsi for 44 expected goals for was down to 36. I mean, the thing is, if you're consistently having a higher expected goals for percentage than your opponent, or you're consistently getting more shots than your opponent, you're going to have games where you're going to lose by dumb luck, and you're going to have games that you're going to win because your process is there. That comes to this game in Detroit. If the Blue Jackets had lost two to Detroit, but they had outplayed them, and Detroit just got lucky somehow. We've all seen them. Weird shots where like teams shoot from the neutral zone, and somehow it bounces and it goes in, or some ridiculous thing. If that's what had happened, I would have been really frustrated but I would have said, oh, the, you know, things are looking okay. That's not what happened this weekend at all. First game. Again, Columbus just took five of eight from, from, from Carolina. And the expectation is we need this series to stay in the playoff race. Like that's how they were talking about this series in the news conferences, in the locker room. They were talking about this series as something they needed to have. First game. Five on five, 37% of the, of the, the shots for uh, Corsi for expected goals for 40%. When you were watching that game, the first period, the Blue Jacks were just outshot like crazy. And the rest of the game, it felt like they were just trying to, trying to, trying to claw their way back from that, just trying to figure out a way to, to come back from that and, and figure out a way to do anything they could to make it work. And they just never got back into it. So they have that game. They, they put a stinker against Detroit on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. Guys, it's 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 time to man up. It's time to be, you know, it's time to do it. If you don't do it now, you know, when are you ever going to do it? Come out against Detroit. Corsi for 45%. Expected goals for 30.5. 30.5% of the expected goals for at five on five or for the Red Wings. Expected goals for for the Red Wings in the second game was 2.41 for them, 1.06 for the Blue Jackets. And that's five on five. So we're not counting when the empty net happened there. The Blue Jackets went into Detroit and needed to get two wins against the team. That is just all on, you know, yeah, we we know we're in the rebuild. 
you know, we're playing young guys. We've got a few veterans that we look to be trading. And in two games, the Red Wings scored seven goals and you scored two. What are we even doing here anymore? What are we doing? The Blue Jackets are down. This was calculated at 4.50 Eastern time. So after the Blue Jackets, well, actually, no, during the Blue Jackets game. So it's worse than this now. The Blue Jackets were at a 5.4% chance to make the playoffs. It's going to be worse than that now. We're done. I mean, that's just it. We're done. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a discussion about why it was logical to just let Torts coach out the season from a perspective of he's under contract anyway. You know, you're probably not going to actually go find the new guy during the season. But at this point, the team's not playing for him. Uh, the way I look at it is, we all got upset at the beginning of the season when Dubois had that terrible shift and it was just kind of this sense of we got to trade him. This is over. We're done. These last two games, that's what this was for the coaching staff in my mind. And I know people are going to say, well, the coaching staff wasn't on the ice playing. The players were. But Ryan Callahan, a uh, guy who played for Torts, said something on NBC after the game. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but essentially it was he was shocked to see a John Tortorella team playing like that. Because John Tortorella team is a team that plays with passion and plays defense. Well, here's the question, folks. If you got John Tortorella as your coach, but your team isn't playing with passion or defense, why do you have John Tortorella as your coach? I'm not one of the guys who's sitting here who's who's doing the grave dancing and glad that he's done here. I there I know there are people on Blue Jackets Twitter and Reddit and Facebook who have not liked Torts for a long time. That's not me. I've liked Torts. Torts has been the best coach this team has ever had. But you do reach a time where it's over. Coaches are, they all have shelf lives. You know, if any, if any given year, you know, for every 100 coaches hired in the NHL, maybe one leaves on their own terms. These things never end well. Quenville was fired in Chicago for crying out loud. I mean, that's a guy who'd won Stanley Cups for them. That's just how it happens. Eventually that happens to everybody. So I'm still wondering how when that's going to happen here. Um, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened yet. I I don't know. I don't know how Yarmor is going to do it uh, or if he's going to do it. In my mind, it's something where you just it just needs to happen. Um, here's the quote exactly. Uh, Callahan, this is I'm, I think Dave Metzold got this off uh, when he was watching it. The fashion they're losing these games is shocking to me. They're not really in these games emotionally, physically. I played for John Tortorella. This is not what he's about. He's about defensive hockey. I think the time's just done. That's just where we are. We're going to hear words from our friends of the Hockey Podcast Network, and I'll be right back with you. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the Brothers of Discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey, to bring joy 
placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past. Find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's that? Who's that Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashaw, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. So, uh, Portsline did his little Sunday article. He normally does. This one, he talked a lot about how um, there was a lot of push, the idea that Alexander Texier and Emil Bemstrom were going to be big pieces of this team by this time. I'd go into it and discuss it, but I'm going to be honest with you. At this point, Analyzing any specific player right now is going to be tricky because we're the whole team is not playing what they should be. So when a whole team isn't doing what they should be, I can't sit here and be like, well, Mel Bimstrom's games, this, this, and that. I will say that in the last few games, and I haven't looked at his advanced stats, so somebody might share that and be like, ha ha, Frank, you're dumb. But uh, Seth Jones has been a lot more noticeable. The guy's jumping up in the play. The guy's trying to make things happen. But right now, the whole thing is just a dumpster fire. It's just not going well at all. I mean, this is a team, again, that was intended to be uh, a top, you know, not not a top-end team. I mean, they weren't Stanley Cup favorites or anything, but they were, um, I mean, I mean, if, if they'd made the playoffs, everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, that's fine. If they made the third spot, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, okay, we get it. Right now they're at the eighth. Right now they're the eighth worst team in the league by record. Um, we're starting to get into that road because I know they just did the revamps of the draft lot about how much you can jump up. If you told me going into this season that the Blue Jacks were going to be one of those teams that they're going to have a shot at number one overall, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, big on that. I wouldn't have expected that at all. Um. I mean, at this point, the Columbus Blue Jackets, we're at the point now where the shot at the number one overall pick is 6%. The shot at the number two overall pick is 12.3%. And the shot at the playoffs is like 5%. Again, it, it's time to move on from the coach. It's time to move into something else. Uh, with the trade deadline coming up, uh, the Athletic did an interesting little piece where they talked about, you know, okay, this is a trade proposal. The the idea is that these are meant to be kind of uh, realistic and, and possible there. Number eight in their list, Blue Jackets trade David Savard to Panthers for Vladislav uh, Kalachonk and either a 2021 third-round pick or Saran Noel. Uh, the rationale from the executive who 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 
proposed this was. I think Florida would be in a position if Columbus is willing to do to do it to trade for David Savard. They'd have to make some room, but there's familiarity with Bill Zito there. Uh, they do have cap space to do it. The Panthers are playing Gustav Forsling almost 20 minutes a night, and I'm not sure if they want to do that going into the playoffs. From Columbus's standpoint, I think they'd want it at they want to go after Vladislav Kelechonk, a second round draft pick from a few years ago. Columbus want, want more of those, so maybe a third round pick or a second rounder from a previous year, like Saron Noel as a sweetener. I did go out look up this guy, Vladislav uh, Kelechonk. He's uh, currently playing. Uh, where is he at right now? Uh, he's in the KHL, taking playing for uh, Dynamo Minsk. Um, I mean, he's the guy where you know he's he's an interesting young defenseman. Um, he's only 19. He's currently under contract till 22, 23. The thing is when, if as a blue Jacks fan, I'm not going on this one to be like, Oh, this is a trade that's going to happen. Cause I really don't know. I mean, by the time we get to the trade deadline, who knows what's actually going to happen there, but these are the kind of deals you need to be kind of getting your mind around the idea of, you could see a player like David Savard leave for, some type of futures. Now, maybe some one of them is a future that pays off next year. I don't know, but that's the kind of thought process you need to get your head around. Um, when we go into the trade deadline, that that's what we're looking at here. And and speaking of the trade deadline, I myself am personally kind of happy about this. I know that apparently in Canada, it's going to make some people really angry. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, and if you're a Blue Jacks fan, I'm not sure how you wouldn't with what happened with the Pierre-Luc Dubois situation. Canada has had this deal where any player going into the NHL in Canada, like any other Canadian or anybody else going into the country, has to essentially quarantine for 14 days before they're allowed to then go do anything else. The NHL has apparently successfully lobbied uh, the Canadian government to make that seven days. Seven days. So that's that's doable. That's that's something else. And And the reason that as a hockey fan I'm happy about it Um, is that actually this is funny the first line from the article I see is the federal government has waived its mandatory 14 day quarantine period under for players acquired by Canadian NHL teams from US clubs quote under national interest grounds ahead of the league's April 12th trade deadline man Canadians love hockey and it's funny um, the reason I like it again I'm, I'm looking forward to the trade deadline it's one of my favorite days of the year I am a nerd I always do something very similar where I'll fry myself a couple eggs, get a cup of coffee. I'll have a nice big breakfast, sit down, start watching the trade deadline. I love it. I'm a nerd. And, and most years it's not even that great. There's just something in my mind of a whole day kind of built around watching people talk about hockey and looking at the minutia and all that stuff. And this year's might be a complete dud. I, I am fully aware that with all the crap going on, between the flat cap and everything else, there may not be much, but this seven day thing helps that. So that I'm very happy about. I'm very happy that we're going to that seven days for Canada. I can understand if you're another, if you're going into Canada for any other reason, you're upset saying, wait, why does a hockey player get to do it for seven days? But I have to do it for 14. I don't know, folks. I don't know why that, you know, I, I, <laughs> to, it's one of those things where you kind of wish their authorities would have a nice, reasoned way of doing it or use this to announce a seven day quarantine or maybe some kind of deal where if you get, you know, tested so many times in those seven days, you can go out early. I don't know. Anyway, um, big news. If you're an Ohioan, uh, starting tomorrow, starting Monday, uh, 
anyone in the state, I believe it's 16 or over, can get the vaccine. So I would highly recommend folks go do that. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything. And if anybody comes at me with my vaccines, blah, 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 I'm not going to argue on that point. I got a shot last week. Um, people in my family, the people in my family I love, everybody's signed up to either have gotten one or is getting one soon. So, I mean, it's not something where I'm saying people should go do it. And I'm not, I am fully on board with this. So go do that. One other thing before we go out. Um, you know what? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for it. Uh, I've got some, some pop culture stuff we're going to get into. We're going to see if the Blue Jacket season gets really dour, which we're getting real close to that, folks. Um, I might be getting into some more just random pop culture stuff. So thank you all for watching, listening. Uh, if you like it, subscribe to the show, whether you do it on YouTube, Facebook, uh, whether you're a podcast listener, we listen to the audio version, which is where the vast majority of our people are. Um, you know, it, like it, recommend it to people, whatever you do on your podcast platform. Thank you very much for watching, listening, everything else. Thank you. And go jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.